Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 336 of the Fun with Cars Motorsports podcast, or episode 23 of 2022. I'm Robin Warner, and today I'm talking with Wayne Taylor racing driver and friend of the show, Ricky Taylor, about the upcoming Petit Le Mans event happening this weekend at Road Atlanta. There has definitely been more silly season news that has happened in Formula One since Chris Roche and I last spoke. For example, Nicholas Latifi is officially out of the Williams at the end of 2022, and Zhao has been confirmed at Alfa Romeo for next year, as has Sonoda at Alfa Tauri. Chris Roche and I will definitely find some time to discuss this stuff more soon. But for now, I'm excited to jump into my conversation with Ricky Taylor and the IMSA season finale happening in just a few days' time. Ricky Taylor driver of the Wayne Taylor Racing Acura ARX05 DPI race car. It's a hand, it's a mouthful, but I think I got it. How are you? Very good. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me on again. So, dude, it's been kind of a crazy season. I want to do a quick season recap because we're coming up on the finale. You had a second-place finish in Daytona, then a fourth at Sebring, and then a sixth at Long Beach. And then you won Laguna Seca, you won Mid-Ohio, but then you had another tough race in Detroit, but then you won the six hours of the Glen, but then you had another tough race at most part, and then you won again at Road America. So you've won four times this year, and you are, in fact, leading the championship, but it kind of seems like, aside from Daytona, it's been really hot or cold. You guys are either on fire or not even really in it. Yeah, that's a good way to summarize it, really. Uh, if you look at it on paper, it looks like it's been an amazing season. Four, four wins is, is uh, not very common for us, so it's nice to be leading the points. Uh, the, you know, the 60s being the polar opposite in terms of, you know, they've just been the, the consistent ones and haven't made a, put a wheel wrong all year. And like you said, we've had, we've had some serious ups and downs. Um, but I think coming into the season, we, we had the approach a bit of, you know, the team has won Daytona many times, so they're always defending in the championship. You know, they start the first race with a win, you know, on multiple occasions, and then and then they defend for the rest of the year. And that approach hasn't really worked for the team. So starting this year off, the approach was, you know, go aggressive. The plan wasn't to not win Daytona, but the plan <laughs> was to, uh, to be aggressive and uh, to, to be on the on the offensive all the time. And, and that's, you know... We, we could have zero wins if we weren't uh, making aggressive moves or anything towards the end of races. And so, yeah, that's what's gotten us to the points lead has been the aggression and the, the offensive style of the season. So, you know, as, as volatile as it might seem, that's still the plan for, for Petit Amor. Well, it, yeah, and I understand. Now, one thing that we've talked about in the past is that the chances of you doing well are greatly dependent on what racetracks you go to. Just inherently speaking, your race car is more comfortable at smoother, higher-speed tracks than uh, the bumpier and or lower-speed stuff. And to a certain extent, you've seen that pan out in your race wins. Considering all that, where where does Road Atlanta, where does the Petit Le Mans track fare in that suitable-for-your-car kind of uh, place? Yeah, it is. It is, you know, funny enough, it is one of the middle ground sort of tracks. It is a little bumpy, but it's also fast. And it seems to be one of the tracks where the parity of the cars is quite close. 
So, you know, it's it's a coin flip of, of who's going to be the favorite this weekend. But our eyes are mainly, you know, obviously we want to go for the race fight. But the unique thing about this year is we're only racing the Acura for the championship. So we know we're on the same equipment as them. And we know that the, uh, the cars are going to perform similarly. We just have to do our job of uh, separating ourselves a bit and, and, uh, and executing on the, in the race. Well, it's, it's so funny you say that, Ricky. Thank you for the lovely segue because I have it written down here. You and Felipe are currently ahead of the Drivers' Championship. You guys are in the lead. And your brothers from another mother, Tom Blomquist and Oliver Jarvis, are behind in second place. That is the Meyer Shake Racing Entry, but it is also an Accurate. It is also an ARX05. So... You guys, you guys see each other as pretty much the only competition for the championship. Sounds like. Yeah, mathematically, uh, it's it's really between the two of us. Um, so yeah, the the main focus is going to be on finishing ahead of them. Um, but you know that'll be not secondary, but you know in, in the grand scheme of things, we're going for the race win as well. So um, if we fo- if we can win the race, whoever wins the race wins the championship. So if we can if we can ensure that we're that that car winning the race then then the rest of it takes care of itself so um you know we've we've been doing our best to separate ourselves from them all year but it just seems like no matter who's you know doing a good job we're kind of tied at the hip all season long so uh one more one more you know big race to decide it i guess yeah and you know you're, the the parent of all this Acura, I'm sure, is not at all worried about it. But you guys still have the team championship and indeed your drivers' championships to think about. So it's like Acura, you're all set. So just let us run. Is it? Is that kind yeah. of the feeling? Yeah, exactly. So throughout the year, obviously, Petitama is a very prestigious race, and we want to win for the Acura brand. Um, but you know, Wayne Taylor Racing also wants to win win the championship and I know Philippe and I are dying for this championship so um yeah the the nice thing is that the the nervous tension of you know accurate teammates racing on track and how hard we can race each other that's kind of not as much in the forefront right now as as it has been all year um even though we've, we've raced each other really hard and really cleanly uh all season um it's uh it's nice now that we can kind of treat it more like any other competitor and go uh, maybe take a bit more chances with, with the two cars. Oh, that's that's going to be interesting to watch. I, I'm excited for that. Um, okay, well, one one thing that maybe is an advantage, maybe not, you guys were able to secure Brandon Hartley as the third driver for this final event. And that's a big, big name. He's got Formula One experience. He's driven for uh, Toyota at Le Mans. He's obviously... He's a mega endurance driver, has the open wheel experience as well, but his experience at IMSA is limited compared to you and Felipe Albuquerque. So is it more of learning from Brandon and his experience with in Formula One and, and uh, WEC with Toyota, or is it more showing him the ropes of how IMSA works? No, I think when you hire so- when we bring somebody like Brandon on board, it's... it's uh... It's not a question if he's going to be fast. It's, it's, that's a given. So, you know, obviously it's, it's going to be a new car for him. He's, he's won the race in 2017. 
Um, so really it just has to focus on figuring the car out a bit. And, um, it's not, it's not a question for any of us, whether he's going to be, uh, quick or not. Uh, so yeah, I think, like you said, it's, it goes both ways. It's, uh, you know, plug him in the car, uh, but also he brings a very unique perspective from all of his experience that he can add to the program and, um, and help push us forward. Uh, it's, it's hard to find somebody that is so that you can just plug in and trust and, He's proven, you know, as a as a Le Mans winner, petit Le Mans winner, and and somebody that's that's got that kind of experience. You just know, uh, you, you don't worry uh, when somebody like that gets in the car. Well, and he's he's a Kiwi, I believe, a New Zealander, and uh-huh. and they all they all seem to be good good folks, generally speaking. So, almost more importantly, I would think is how do you and Brendan and Philippe get along with each other? It's been great, yeah. Uh, Philippe actually knows Brendan from back in the uh, Red Bull Junior days, and um, I've just kind of run into Brendan over the years. And uh, but over the past couple of days, we've been hanging out, and we went to the sim- simulator together. And uh, the, I mean, like you said, I- I've never met a Kiwi that's not just the most amazing person, <laughs> amazingly nice people. So right, right. Um, yeah, so he fits in great, and we seem to all be getting along very well. And uh, yeah, it's it's like it's like we've been we've been doing this for a while. It seems seems very natural. Physically, though, I think if because I interviewed Brandon once at Le Mans, I think it was 2018, maybe 2019. He's a pretty tall guy. Mm-hmm. Felipe, yeah. Felipe, he's a little shorter. You're kind of in between. So, how do how are driver changes and that kind of how is that dynamic going to work? Yeah, so luckily we we have uh, Alex Rossi as the base seat. So ah, uh, right, sure, because so Rossi's pretty tall as well. Yeah, for for any, any you know, no, nobody's bigger than Rossi or Ray Hall. And uh, Brendan and I are actually the same height, uh, and he almost fit right into my seat. Uh, but he's got he's got broader shoulders, so uh, so he didn't pull his own seat. Um, and yeah, it's it, it, it he seems to fit in very well into the car and. Uh, he hasn't driven the, the car on track yet, but um, he seemed like the seat and everything ergonomics-wise was, was really good for him. Oh, okay. Great, great. And is, is it is there anything weird about the fact that he's driven for Toyota for a few years now and he's jumping into a Honda product? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we just want the best people in our car, and he's, he's a, an amazing option. I think... Uh, you know, we were maybe tentative to approach somebody like like him with a competitor with a rival brand, um, but he, uh, you know, asked for permission and they let him go. So yeah, it was uh, we're very happy to have him. So yeah, I think we're always primarily looking for the the best guys we can get. Well, that's that's weird you say that. I I never got a phone call, Ricky. So I mean. <laughs> But you know, hey, he's still good, certainly. <laughs> um, all right. So, since we last spoke, it's now public the ARO6, the new Acura endurance car, the the one that's going to be competing next year. That's out now. You guys have been developing that car. So, looking past 2022, what what is exciting about what's coming? Uh, in IMSA and specifically the Acura. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's sad to see the DPIs go, but um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge upgrade, and it's a very technologically, it's a much more advanced car coming with the MDH and the Air X06. Uh, we're actually testing for three days after Petit Le Mans here in uh, Red Atlanta. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. I think, you know, to see all the new cars and, uh, and how everybody kind of interprets these new rules. I remember when the DPI first started, it was, you know, a lot of fun to walk up and down the pit lane and see everybody's, uh, new cars and new driver lineups and new teams. And it's going to be a whole, uh, a whole new round of that. I, I feel like that the update from the Daytona prototypes to the DPI was a big update. But I feel like this update to the LMDH car is even bigger. It's uh, it's a huge, huge change. Wow. Where where is that change coming from? Is it is it straight line speed? Is it cornering speed? Is it just just the dynamics in the of the car generally? What what can you point to anything that feels like the biggest step? You know, funny, funny enough, the, the lap time wise, it's not it's not so different. Um, it mainly comes in. Uh, in all the hybrid, the way the hybrid works and uh, regens and how the it's an entirely new engine. A lot of mechanical stuff with the car is is very different. Uh, the cars are huge. It's on the Michelin Confidential tire. Uh, it's it's just an entirely new car. The software side with the LMDH is is all pretty much fully open. So how the different uh, manufacturers interpret it and write their stuff and it's uh i think it way over my head but uh they they have a massive job there to do which on the dpi side it was very much spec so all that that stuff is uh is a whole new world and you're gonna add a, a whole level of complexity to the new programs well and you know we're talking about you know manufacturer wise it was basically you against cadillac this year Next year, boy, oh boy, it's a, that's a whole. It's it's awesome, frankly. Yeah, it's it's everybody's coming, and it'll be, uh, and it's all the, the you know the best from around the world. And as you know, sports car racers, we want to be racing against the best. And uh, when you see Porsche and Lamborghini and the BMW and Cadillac and Acura all in the same series, it's going to be it's going to be memorable. And I think you know. We always talk about the golden era and stuff, and it's it's cool to be a part of something like like this. We feel really lucky to be in this generation of sports car racing. It seems like the golden era of IMSA just keeps getting golder, if that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's been on a, an amazing resurgence uh, for the last few years, and you know, you guys have, have been in the thick of it, and you very specifically have been right in the middle of it, being part of the new Penske team. And then carrying on the Acura nameplate with your with your family team, um, it's it's just been awesome to watch. And here you are, leading the championship going into the final round. So one heck of a swung song for the ARX05. Yeah, hopefully, you know, as you said, it was a, it's a complicated name, but hopefully, uh, you know, we can send it off well with the the Acura ARX05 here uh, this weekend. Well, Ricky, I always appreciate talking to you. Always appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend. Please send my best to Philippe. And uh, don't expect him to remember me, but please give my kindest regards to Brandon as well. And, uh, yeah, just have a great weekend. I, ho I hope you guys get to celebrate the way you want. Well, dude, thank you very much, Robin. Thank you so much, Wayne Taylor Racing and Ricky Taylor. It's always good to talk. 
Before I go, you know I have a YouTube video to plug. This time it is the 2022 Lexus LC 500 convertible. And let me tell you, this is seriously one of the best sounding cars out there today. It is a naturally aspirated 5 liter V8 and it just absolutely rumbles and screams. It's wonderful. Got to check it out. But for now, I want to thank you for listening. Please take a moment to review us on iTunes or on whatever platform you get our podcasts. Please leave comments on the episode of your choice by going to funwithcars.com and tweet us at fun underscore with underscore cars. I'm Robin Warner. Goodbye. Goodbye.